Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well. And gosh, can you believe it? We are five rounds into your 2022 season. Yeah. By Monday evening, you're a quarter of the way through your fantasy footy season. Man, this year is flying, and it's why the moves you make this week and probably the next month are really critical. It's why on this episode, we have to get one of our favorites and a regular longtime member of the coaches panel on. I got Kane. Hello, mate. How are you? Really well, MJ. Does it feel a little bit more relaxed that there's no game tonight on a Thursday night? Like, does it just maybe let us breathe? Because obviously, we know yep. last week that was stressful, wasn't it? We, we had a game that started before we had teams. We had another game that started on Good Friday before yep. we had final teams. We had, you know, a Sweating game on, on Monday. We didn't have those. Yeah, yeah. So there's all those things. I think this feels a little bit more normal with the footy starting on a Friday. We get a bulk of teams on the Thursday. Mm-hmm. We do have obviously. Um, a funny fixture in terms of there's three Sunday games and two Mondays. So there's that's actually right. not much action across the first Heavy late couple days. Action, yeah. Yep. So that's going to be fascinating. But I think it feels like we've got through that stage where it feels like when you're sideways early, mm-hmm. at least you've got it before a price movement. You know, we, totally. we had that big into round three where, you know, the Heenies, the Englishes, the Cripses, Sicily, a lot of people plunged on Hewitt and plunged on yep. those guys before that price movement. And now we've, we've come out of that phase, haven't we? Those guys have gone up from anywhere from 50 to 150K, depending on the format. So Correct. they're really, you know, basically at the form they're delivering, they're pretty much priced at that. So we get a really, it's a really funny time when you're looking at your upgrades. Do you, are you going on form that you've seen and yeah. thinking that might continue? Or as we often say here, going, well, this is 110 guy that started the season at 95. Like, what does that mean? That that should mean going forward is is closer to 120. So I always find it fascinating how people choose their upgrades because we're obviously into that season. Cows haven't quite topped out. Maybe some of them them. have if they popped early. Yeah, sure. Um, But it's a funny phase because it gets to that point, MJ, doesn't it, where you go, I can do an upgrade, but Mm. it's very rare that upgrade at this time of the season is a big dog. We just don't have enough cash generation across our team yet to take two cows to a new rookie one up and one a down. big dog. So yeah, it's always fascinating. I find, do you, do you just do a double down? Great. Do you store a little bit and just take a hit and play that rookie an extra week to get to the big dog? Or do you just try to go, now nah, this guy's value and it's good enough. And that's where I think AF with the more trades and maybe super coach and DT with a little bit less, they can have a little bit of different strategy and different yep. team makeup. And obviously the loophole is an enormous part of playing any cow. So there's a lot to get through and it's crazy. It's only been five rounds. It's nuts. Really the next 10 weeks is what sets up your year. I know you're like, well, that's like round 15 MJ and then we're in the, the bus run home, but success in the first five weeks is generally on your premiums deliver. You, you get rookie roulette, right? And your stepping stone slash mid-price guys deliver well. That's if you've done those three things over these first five weeks, chances are your ranking is really, really in a strong position. However, it's the moves you make between round five to 12 before the multi-buy and then the three weeks of the multi-buy round where trading is now king. 
when you time it right, getting to the right premium at the right price point with the right fixture matchup, jumping off the right cows onto the right other ones. It's this critical six weeks is where you will see some coaches surge past other coaches in the game. And it's so funny, MJ, because we're only five rounds in, right? Like I was looking at a guy like Lockie Neal in Supercoach and you yeah. see the average 138 and you go, oh my God, like, wow, hasn't he been brilliant? Yeah. And he has. But when you look at the numbers, the number next to it, I see, is a three-round average of 117. Yeah. And you go, that doesn't seem right. But when you drop a 198, excuse me, yeah. you forget how much of an impact that has. And that's what I always think with those big scores is when you've missed them, it does become really difficult for me to pick them up because I start thinking, you know, that's the score that takes your average from, you know, a 120 to a 126 or 127 in Supercoach. So that's right. That, those, those premiums, like you said, if you've had a Brayshaw, a Neil, a McRae, those type of guys, does it, are they stabilizing? Because I think we saw mm. guys like people who had short and Doherty, first four weeks, Fine. happy days. And, you know, Doherty's score was still in the 80s in Supercoach, but it's, a little bit underwhelming and shorts was obviously yeah. disappointing, especially with a donut in the, in the last quarter. I think people couldn't believe that, but mm. that does start to happen, you know, just because they're one ten for the first month, it only takes a little game here or there or on the flip side, someone who's underperforming to have a good game. And that really starts to right the ship, doesn't it? Because that's the tricky part about this time of year Yeah, is what you've seen so far sustainable and is there a new role? Is there shifts? All these sort of things that maybe you think will keep going on with it? Or has it just been a red hot start to the season or vice versa, a sluggish start? Because yeah. it's only five rounds. Like we've got another 18 rounds of this. We've got buys to deal with. We've got yeah. all those sorts of things. So I find it really, really fascinating. And I think cows is always what shapes it, isn't it, MJ? I always, always, always find is. it interesting when people are saying, I'm planning for the buyers. I want to have this many from this round, this many from this round. And, and I love it. And we love planning for the yeah, buyers. Yeah, sure. The tricky part I find is you're entirely predicated on what rookies come through. If, if right. every good cow that comes through, and coincidentally, the ones we've got next week are mm. both round 12 yes. in Hayes and Ben Hobbs, yep. we're taking them, aren't we? We're, we're yep. taking them because that's the buy. So I always find that's another element that as much as we go, I want this premium for this buy, all of a sudden, our Rochelle's, our Horn Francis's, mm-hmm. all these guys that we sort of had, but yep, this will slip in here. The downgrade options might all present from that one buy round. Correct. And it can throw everything out of whack. So I always find that another element that often gets overlooked is that we, our hand is really forced mm. because we always need to go one up or ideally one up, one down. And, and we're stuck. Whatever that option is, we have to pretty much take them. We don't get to pick and choose our rookies on, on buy round often, do we, MJ? We don't usually have no, enough that we go, very rarely. not doing you, not doing you. So where do you want to start? Is Grundy the biggest talking point? You I, think I reckon we do right need now? to talk about because normally at this point in time of the season, when you have a, an underperforming premium now, it's probably more noticeable in AFL fantasy and dream team than super coach, but definitely super coaches will have the same frustration. Maybe it was just a fortnight ago. You're going, right, I'm moving gone on or a premium ruck on going to get myself a Crip Sahini and another premium. And I'm going to open up the loopholes of English, Bruce, Hayes, Dixon, whatever it was. This is normally the time of the year where the standard advice is back your premium, build around the failed scores, hope that they come good. And if not, 
address the issue at the buy. I think for most positions, most years, that might be fair and valid. However, in the ruck division, we've got some fascinating options this year. We've got on the bubble in Dream Team and Supercoach, Braden Pruce. He's playing this week. Anyone that thought he wasn't was kidding themselves. He's got incredible job security. Sam Hayes, um, another ruckman who will be on the bubble the following week in Dream Team and Supercoach and very affordable this week in AFL Fantasy. Barring injury or suspension, he'll get the good run of the three-month injury of Lysette. He's got that job security. You've got the DPP options that have rolled through there in Hayes, Dixon, and Cherry. Oh, and then probably one of the best starting squad selections of the year in Tim English, who's now really a viable top six forward as well. So normally the advice is hold. Is it the same, Kane, in your eyes, given all those other variances I've just listed through there for us? Yeah, so oh, maybe we'll start with AF because AF with the utility does give you an extra option to carry. So if you've got Gorn and Grundy in AF and just say you're eyeing off Proust this week or you've already got Proust at R3 as a bit of a cast generator, it's not a drama to slot in Hayes to the utility. Sam Hayes, no, that is. You, you, you can get all of them. So maybe um, you just play on in that regard. But I think Supercoach in particular is the one because mm. Proust and Hayes, they're, they're better in that format. They're okay. very good. Hit out to advantage. Hayes is better player. Exactly. He's rewarded more for his scoring. And he showed that on yeah. debut. He's more of a pure tap ruckman that gets a lot of points. Sort of the That's way Jared Witt scores. Yeah when, yeah. when Jared Witt is really on, like it's the hit outs to advantage that really send him over the edge. So my worry, if you're a Gorn and Grundy owner, in super coach, you got a really hard decision to make because if you don't, if your stance is you don't want to sacrifice a Gordon Grundy, mm. well, you're then saying to potentially the competition, I'm not taking someone that I believe can generate in Sam Hayes' case 150 quite comfortably, maybe more yes. with that role that he's got and the assurity he's got going forward. It's, you know, he would have to get injured himself, in my opinion, sure. to be out of the team. Yep, agree. Or Braden Proust, again, who's who's more expensive, but I think he's yeah, got about two hundred k in him. In yeah, Supercoach as a result, he's, he's putting up better scores. So you're looking at two cash cows, which from now to the rest of the season might be the two best cash cows we get. We get, yeah. You don't get many cash cows that have, you know, a secure best twenty-two role. No. One is definitely the starting ruckman, and I think Bruce is, you know, the starting ruckman too. But maybe there's a bit of a share. Sure. Uh, you know, we'll note that he's only playing high 60s, low 70s time on ground. So for, for Flynn to potentially take the 30 that he's off the ground and then spend you know the rest of his time on ground as a forward, I, mm. I'm really curious. Obviously, at this point of recording, we don't know the team. You know, Keith actually nope. plays in defense and then pinch hits. So it's a bit it's a bit different. They would be changing quite a bit to go, you know, Flynn, who's a forward ruck. So I'm curious about that balance. But I think for Bruce, again, he's only playing such little time on ground that I think he just keeps rolling the way he rolls. So do you want to give up two massive cows and, you know, maybe on the flip side, take a Roses or take a Hobbs, which yeah, you know, Roses had two good games, but, you know, he does worry me with that role and the side he plays for that. Yeah. Um, Small forwards you aren't might, the yeah, safest you're probably miss, And MJ, what do we say? The time you want to see your cows play their best game is not their first two games. You're only getting mm-hmm. one price movement from that first 70. You're only getting two from that second 70. So that's right. If there's a 30 or a 20, that's, you know, which is a possibility with the role he plays, all of a sudden that's 
really stunted. And I, and I don't yeah. see him as a lock in that side. There's a lot of guys that are chomping at the bit to get into that side. It's, yep. it's far from settled. And then, you know, Hobbs as well, who knows? He's only played the one game, looked good. Um, but Stringer but and mid, mid Merritt yeah. look very close from everything coming yeah, out well, of Essendon too. That's the thing. So I find that really hard. So the question you've got to ask is, is moving Grundy, again, there's a form, there's a bit of a form dip. Last week was obviously a poor sure. score. There's not going to be another game this year where he doesn't take a mark or lay a tackle. Of course. Very confident of that. We know it's a tough matchup, all that sort of stuff. I think personally it bounces back, which makes this decision even, even harder, more difficult. Even yeah. more difficult because the time to move him on, if you're going to move him on, is probably it has to be almost now because now or never the price is only going to go down. Yeah. So, do you want to give up those cash cows? That's what you got to decide. How, how good key. do you think Hayes and Bruce is? Because the yeah. cash they might generate might save you the trade that you're going to do sideways from Grundy. And what I mean by that is if you're going to if you've got which as you mentioned, MJ, before all the, the ruck forwards we've got now, you've got one in your side. So yep. if you're trading out Grundy, and let's just say it's Grundy to Hayes, mm-hmm. and you've got that ruck line now that maybe is some combination of that just to get Hayes on the field. Maybe it's Gorn, Bruce and Hayes or some variation of that with English. Yep. That sideways, that obviously now a, a, a other cash cow is going up to a premium in any other line. Yeah. But if, if you're weighing up, just say it's, let's just say it's Grundy and Ward to Hayes and Petrarca. I think he's a guy that's a bit of a flavour with his price yeah. and what he's done. Attainable too, yep. Now, people will be saying, well, that's, that's quite sideways, you know, to do that, to, Maybe. to do that move. But then also, I think, but if Hayes is going to, you know, make 100, 150 more K than Roses, that's that right. might save me an upgrade on the back end. Like that sideways no, move. That's the thing that I think you've got to start weighing up in your own side. Is if, if I miss a big cash cow mm-hmm. because I didn't want to sideways a premium, yeah. Well, it it can be it can be more trouble. Like if if this if Roses makes sixty seventy k and Hayes makes two thirty, that person's got one hundred and sixty k. Like that that might just turn a Horn Francis to that D six you need or that D seven you need, and. I think in the argument you're going to make in that, you probably think you're getting more out of a Petrarca than a, than a Grundy. And also yeah. you might be fielding it. You might think Sam Hayes or Bruce, for example, will give you more points than a Ward, than a yes. Rochelle. So, so I think for me, if I'm in that position, it is more about not wanting to miss Hayes and or Bruce. Rather than Grundy Than it itself. is about, than about Grundy's form. Because I, I do think he bounces back. But I think... Do I really want to miss both those cows? Now, yeah. maybe you say I can miss one and, and that's up to you, but I'm not seeing Roses and Hobbs as cows that are guaranteed to make 100, 150K. I agree. Like they might. But, Let alone play every week for the next six weeks. But MJ, in that role, you know what a ruck can do. Like Hayes wasn't great and it's a 70 in Supercoach. Yeah. What and if it's a be, 120? What if Boak, who had a shocking game, has well, a great Ollie game. Wines is back, MJ. That's the a brand low medalist is back. So, so, so I, I agree. That's... It's it's not about Grundy per se. It's the same with people that traded no. out Max Scorn a fortnight ago. It's like, yep, you might have missed two good scores, but that was the risk. But, However, it's not about mm, Gorn. It's about no. the things that happened elsewhere. Now, maybe you got hands about the cows with that. You know, maybe you went to a Heaney and a Crips and a something else. Sure. Okay. But these are the variations and ingredients. Cause at the end of the day, 
while you still want to be maximizing points on field and banking them, you're still trying to generate and maximize the cash as best as you can. Just ask those that using Supercoach, I suppose, is the illustration, traded out a Josh Rochelle a fortnight ago after that Port Adelaide game and went, oh, yeah, he's made me 40-odd, 50-odd K, but I've seen a 30, I want off. Well, what does he come out and do the next week? Bang, goes and gets a ton, up another 30-odd K. Actually, was relatively quiet against the Tigers for three quarters Mm. and then pretty much put on 60 70% of his scores in the last quarter when he probably was that magnetic option. And he missed two goals as well, MJ. That's and he the missed thing. two he had, goals. He had, two, he had a couple of gettable shots. So, so yeah, all of a I, sudden, it's you've got these guys that oh, still have money to make quick. and re-spark quickly. Because what we are getting now is dead cows as well as a lack of options. So a Sam Skinner, barring injury, probably a dead cow. Dylan Stevens, you remember a fortnight ago, Mm. dropped out of the side. Sydney had two or three late changes, wasn't even the sub. So he's probably a dead cow too. Who's to say a Rogers is another, you're right. Who's to say that in a Kane Baldwin, some might still be stuck Mm. with from round one, let alone a Rogers or a Hobbs, who in a fortnight's time, would not shock me given options. We don't know about Hinge, MJ. We're not, we're not Hinge, feeling confident as we I talk think he's time, a, but... I think he's a red dot now too. With Miller mm. close, Schoenberg needing to come back in, Haitley's... Well, MJ, and he, and he could even be even worse than a red dot in the sense that if you're the sub and you drop Ooh. a 10, now now, yeah. now this 266K in Supercoach, you know, it puts you in a bit of a bind. Now, now obviously, yeah. there's a luxury. Maybe, maybe you get subbed on in the first quarter and all that sort of stuff. Sure, pops but an 80 and you're fine. It, but... gets, it, it does get tricky quickly with those type of guys and you start going well this isn't really how i wanted to play the game i didn't want to be forced into these type of moves and and hanging on by a thread with him so that's the thing for me is you have to look at it big picture it's it's not it's not just oh i've cracked it at grundy he had a poor (laughs) score against brisbane it's going Whoa, 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 this is a big issue. If I miss a cash generator in Hayes and a cash generator in Proust that legitimately could be big bucks, like there's no yeah. reason on the path he's going that Proust doesn't get to 500K. No. There's no reason the way Hayes is going, he can't get to 400. Yep. So do you want to turn down 270K? Now, maybe you're saying, well, I'll make that decision next week. But the problem with, make, sure. with pushing it down the road is, you know, Grundy's break cash. even is 150. And the so, guy you might be wanting to grab that's the premium, you might miss it. Yeah, he it might be a get Mills away as well. or Oliver or Petrarca, whoever, yeah. So that's that's all of the machinations of this that can get really, really tricky. They can get really, really tricky quickly. So I think that's a lot for people to, to mull on. Um, I think this week, you know, Rose is obviously a popular one because he is actually on the bubble, whereas, you know, yes. Hayes and a Hobbs could be next week issues. Mm-hmm. But again... I think with the season we're in, if you don't take them this week, yeah. well, you're making a call that you're probably going to have to boost the next week, aren't you, to grab both. If they do what we think they're going to do, which is probably a 60 to 70 score. Yep. So now do you want to do that? Or do you think you can pass on a Roses and keep your one up, one down sort Correct. of rhythm? Now we know MJ as well. Just ask Aaron Hall owners. Injuries still happen in this game. So, so that's day. where you can get <laughs> out of out of swing. So... The boosts are handy. I always feel like unless you really think you need to, 
save that boost because that's where the boost can keep you on that rhythm. If you lost an Aaron yes. Hall and you had the plan to go one up, one down, you can probably go one up, one down, one sideways. You know? Yeah, correct. And you can keep and you can keep up with people. Uh, but I don't think we quite know how to use our boost quite yet, do we, MJ? We 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 we're sort of forecasting ahead to the buys. Do we think we need four trades? Maybe, maybe not. Um, it's opened up a lot, hasn't it, this DPP? Yeah. It's got so much flexibility that we can pretty much get anyone any line. It's and amazing. It's issue. And we've got fi- oh, almost 50 new sets of ones that have come yeah. in um, along the way. And so for me, I'm really fascinated to see how this all plays out. I- I'm curious, kind of an aside to that, we talk about these guys and getting them at the right price and the right time. We've got a guy like a Bailey Smith who mm. has just started the world on fire to an extent we're a bit lucky that he missed a game. So he's not as far advanced in his cash movement as we thought. How much do we read into a hot start guy? Back to that point you made earlier about the Neils and the McRae's, as opposed to someone like a Callum Mills who's had a little bit of a quieter start or a, or a Petrarca and Oliver who a few weeks ago had a heavily tagged impacted game. Mm. How much do we put that trust in proven tested 50 to hundred game premiums, as opposed to a highly rated junior that we know has the ability yeah. is currently doing it. That I think a lot of coaches are wrestling with the flavor of the month versus a tried and proven option. Yeah, well, that's the thing, MJ, and that's always the balance with with any fantasy game is that um, we love history, don't we? Because we can look at it, we can analyse it. But as we always say, eventually someone has to to do it, don't they? They have to have a breakout. You can't just say, oh, I'm never going to pick Petrarca that season when we said, watch him. This isn't the Petrarca that was sitting in the Ford pocket. This is a guy that's doing different stuff. And I think if we start with Smith, the thing that makes Smith so fascinating is Pedigree. So pedigree is amazing. It's, it's rivals Sam Walsh. It's incredible numbers. Yeah. Um, that's a massive tick. Not just pedigree in terms of scoring, but he was a top pick. He was an influential player. Uh, we know it took till this year for him to miss a game of footy at the level. Like incredibly durable. He's got a lot of footy under his belt. He's played big finals, all that sort of stuff. And then you get to the new, the new age fantasy, which I'll talk about, which is the analytics. So, you know, five, six years ago, MJ, we sort of noticed CBAs. We sort of we sort of noticed kick-ins and we try to yes. sort of keep track of them ourselves. But obviously that's so readily available now. Time on ground was another one that people didn't really pay much attention to. So mm-hmm. what makes me so fascinating to those type of people who love the numbers is we know the time on ground is enormous. It's enormous for almost any position on the ground. You know, he's, he's getting, you know, what's been made of Ed Langdon and he plays so much time on ground because it allows a Petrarca and Oliver Abani and other rotation to be fresh yeah. and, when they're on, they're on. They're not just treading water, they're on. And Smith's doing that. But what Smith's also doing is he's getting CBAs on top of that. And that's a yeah. mix that we don't really see. Like, we know that 2020 in the shortened game, you know, allowed guys like Gorn and Neil to play these crazy time on grounds. But Smith's putting time on ground with big CBAs. And again, we yeah. spoke about it in the preseason, MJ, that if you can get to 10, in, in marks, tackles, and goals, yep. you're a bit of a monster. Yep. Like, this is a guy that's pushing 12 in marks and tackles. Yeah. But disposes is 36, and 21 of them are kicks. So a lot of those big ball winners, you know, you know the Crouches, 
the Neils in previous years. Yep. They, they didn't go at that one and a half kick to handball. They were no, usually handball converse. They were usually yeah. one and a half handballs. So yeah. Smith's picking up that side of it. It's such a complicated one for me because we know 135 isn't sustainable. Mm. The advantage that I will say that Smith has is they're a Marvel team. So the yeah. winter months don't impact them because you watch him play, loves the one-two handball, loves the wheel and go when he gets yeah. the ball. He's got that, he's got burst and he's got endurance. Like he creates space for himself. That's why he's a big kicker. He's a big meters yeah. game guy. So the winter months, I don't think will impact him as much as, you know, you think about it, Brandon Ellis last year, MJ. Once the winter months came, you couldn't play that chip, chip game style, could you? It just dried up. But the no. Bulldogs, their style does support. You can do it winners. there more than anywhere else. So 135's not obviously sustainable, but he's not priced at that. Uh, he's priced as a, you know, 110, 115 type of guy. That's right. And that and that does almost feel sustainable. What, what you're saying, though, is but could you find a 105 guy that might be able to do that? Could you find a 100 guy? And that's where a Mills Correct. comes into it. That's where, you know, Miller's getting to that price range where he's he's cheaper than Smith. Yeah. So, and who would you rather? So going forward. Yeah, correct. And so, so what do you what do you think of, of Smith? Where do you, where do you have him? As I said, four of the five games, they've been blinders. I feel like Supercoach, it's an easy pass because yep. you think that DT is coming down. We know he hasn't had a goal yet, despite having I think six behind. So you yeah. hope that will obviously right itself. Yeah. But uh, he's a, he is an outside player. He, he, yep. he, what should be a contest, he creates enough space that it is uncontested. So Supercoach yeah, does quite reward that. Yeah, and that, that's great. But where do where does it level with him? Where does it actually start smoothing out? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think in Supercoach, as good and as great as he has been, and I think he will be over time, we know the reward that comes with not just effective disposals and effective use of the ball, but winning the hard contested stuff. It would not surprise me too. Remember, one of the guys we picked up this week in the DPPs is a Tom Liberatore. We know that at any point in time, Devo can make a move and switch out going, ah, we really, and especially with a Lockie Hunter out now for the indefinite period of time, uh, Bailey, we need your run on the outside a little bit more. Let's just make that little bit of a tweak. And all of a sudden, that 130 comes down to a 115. Still very, very good. But now you're probably paying for what you're getting at his price point now. Whereas you've got a Tuke Miller, who I think is a two-week buy rather than a now week. I think Oliver, outside of Supercoach, you can buy now. In Supercoach, you could probably wait another week. Petrarca probably is a buy now across the formats. And a Callum Mills is very, very similar. You could probably throw a Rory Laird in there. These are all guys that have now shown us across formats. They are some of the safest 110 players with captaincy ceiling available to them. I, I think if you're trading into Bailey Smith this week, you're confident he's going 110 to 120 for the rest of the year. That's what you've got to be confident in. I know that feels like a drop of points from his current, you know, 120, 130 odds he's popping out for us, but that's what you're saying to yourself because to bring him in, probably most teams have, I'm going to include Lockie Neal as a premium in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. I think that's fair enough to do in Supercoach. It's a no-brainer. Um, I think most people have four premium midfielders. So you've really only got spots for four more. Are there players you want to have that you don't have? 
have you missed a Jack Steele or a Jackson mm. McRae and you know you want to get him? Yes, you know Took is in the gun for you in two weeks' time. Is it Mills this week? Is it a Rory Laird in a few weeks' time? Is it a Zach Merritt when he comes back off injury? Do you really want to get an Andy Brayshaw, but you're just waiting for a down week to afford it? Is it a Marcus Bontempelli in Supercoach? There's only so many of these guys you can have. And yep, you're banking Bailey now. But to that point of, can you, you know, save yourself an extra 30, 40, 50K, get a comparable score for the next 16 rounds and that extra 50K, you can activate that next week or the week after to get a Took, to get a Mitch Duncan who's nearly bottomed out, to get a shortener Doherty who are going to be very achievable now in a fortnight after a quiet It's FOMO, spot. isn't it, really? It That's really big. is. They see the guys flying out of the gate and they want it. And also the thing as well, I think we tell ourselves in this situation is, yeah, but if I don't go now, I'm going to have to pay a million dollars for him in, in sure. a game like I have a fantasy. And, and I think that's where I come to is I think this is crazy scoring. It's Amazing. Just, it's, it's, and it's impressive. But, you know, he's at one, I think he's at 113 to be exact in AF. So what he's priced at there. Yeah. Seven so points. Yeah. Seven, seven points is 120. You know, as I said, is there a Mills around the 106 that can get me close enough? You know, and as you said, it, and even that's not comparable enough just to say, well, he's going to outscore it by seven. He's going to outscore it by seven. Because as you said, the next week, now you're sitting on another 50K that you can action something else. So 50K might not sound like much, but it's huge. three weeks. It's it 70K really difference between Mills and Smith in AFL Fantasy right now. Yeah, and that will add up. That will, yeah. Not that you're going to be maybe seven, you're not always going to take the 70K less option, but sure, you, you, you pick it right and you get comparable value. That's how people get a better team. And that's why I think right. in AF, it does get different to Supercoach and DT. Because AF, you probably can settle for that 10 to 15 range and just yes. go, let's just get rid of the cows. I don't want yep. any 30s or 40s. And then I'll, I'll upgrade the 12th guy to a top five. Yeah. In Supercoach, I always find it fascinating because on DT as well. Because if you do settle, mm. and we've spoken about this in the preseason, if you settle for the 100 guy and don't go the 110 or have to use another trade to get to the 110, mm-hmm. that 110 guy will chase those points down. But if you got from a 50 guy to a 100 guy, that 50 points you gained in a week by doing that early, yeah, that 110 guy, if you just had to wait one more week and do another downgrade or wait for a bit of a drop in price, that's right. they'll chew up that 50 points Think about now, MJ. We just said there's 18 rounds to go now. Yes. 50 points at 10 a pop. Even if you just had to wait an extra week in the last six weeks, they'd chew those points up. So totally. you got to make sure you're getting your AF and your super coach and DT a little bit different because yeah. it hurts people a lot when they settle in those other formats. And that's the trick though, isn't it? Because you don't you don't have enough cash gen to go up to the 600K guy. But as no. you said, if you, if you think it's Mills and Mills is a bit cheaper, but he can match... Yeah. That's when you're on your way, and those are the those are the winning moves. Yeah, those are the key things because we can all hope and forecast and believe certain elements of we're going to get more rookies, and we will. However, to the point that we made towards the start of this podcast, talking about Grundy, well, Pruce and Hayes have job security. Hayes because of injury and a long-term one. Pruce because he's finally now got his body into a position that he can hold the position that they traded him in for. 
really right now, who are the cows that we have confidence that will get significant amount of games from now to the end of the year? I'd suggest Elijah Holland's is just a matter of time. Um, and he he will get significant opportunity. Uh, this is a this is the outside of a couple of games last year, he hadn't played for the better part of two years of footy yeah. due to COVID and his ACL. So it's understandable why the Suns are being a little bit more conservative with the way they build him through there. But there's not a heap of guys as you look through the remaining cows, is there, Kane, that you go job security in check? Because you could, yep, you might get the upgrade premium you want this week and sacrifice a cow 50K on his head this week only to be trading into a red dot in a fortnight and not realising it. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, MJ. I think Holland, as you said, is the one. The thing as well, that Holland's, how many people took that early score round one using Holland's? Yeah, and correct. Now, we, we've, we've been people that say, we don't just knock that theory. We, we've done that ourselves. No, because we a big fan that, of the red dot strategy. Yeah, we think you can make a lot of points. If you get if you got that rookie right, 50 points, if you, if you saved yourself from a poor captain score, 50 points, you do that for the first six weeks, you can really put yourself in contention. But where it does sting is when people go, oh, beautiful. I've got a downgrade option this week. It's Elijah Hollands. And you yeah. go, yeah, I started him. <laughs> and they go, oh, well, I'm, I'm just accessing 200K. But it's, yeah. like it's, that's where it can get tricky. I think, obviously, Greg Clark's one that he's had his first game back in the waffle. Yep, did well, positive. limited minutes. My read on it is give him a few more in the waffle. I don't think yep. this is a guy they just think they're going to rush in. I think they know the position they're in. Uh, yep. Also, midfield, they've got a few bodies back there now. They do. Uh, so I think he's a couple weeks away, I would say, which means from a downgrade option, that's great. We want them staggered out. We want them separate. Yes, it's what we I need. Robin McCombs, another one that's with this Hunter Close. news. Um, yep. you know, he had a great VFL game, copped the knock to the ribs, yep. missed a week, and then came back, was brilliant. We know yep. the doggies love, you play for Footscray, you play well, he won the VFL best and fairest, you get your spot on the list. Yep. Known quantity at 26 years of age. I think he's around the mark. And obviously the good thing for him is he is 50K less yeah. than, Hobbs, than Hobbs in Supercoach. So that's that's huge. We love those type of guys. Yeah. Um, but MJ, I'm not hearing many. You know, we're hearing Miller Bergman might be a guy. We're hearing Cooper Guinness, Stevens North might be, might be a guy. Off. Those two North boys maybe with the whole void, but that's a two to four week void. It's Ned not like Long, we're talking. But again, all these yeah. guys that we're talking are, we should see them. But the challenge for us is... What's well, we need some attrition, don't we, MJ? We need some we guys don't. to go down. That's the thing. Yes. That, but we're talking about a guy like Hinge that two weeks ago we loved his job security. And now, now we're looking at guys like Schoenberger going in the team and going, yeah, Sloan's out. Hatley's doing well in the, in the sand. Foot. Like, Miller is close, yeah. The, the squeeze, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like it, it does squeeze quickly. And that's where, as I said, like I, I always find that if you're going to pay up, you pay yeah. up for your big, big mids. Correct. Because every year there's always that forward or back they get a role change and they're 420K in super coach, but they match the 520 guys. So that's why for yeah. me, if you missed English and Heaney and you're weighing up them versus a Petrarca or an Andy Brayshaw that's 600 or Mills that's 570, yeah. I find that really hard Yeah, I because I think you want those guys and I think you'll find that forward. You'll find that hmm. back. Like no pop. You, want your, you want your Tyron Thomas of last year. Who is that person? Who is the Dugowie of last year? There's Who's always that guy someone. That, there's always someone. So, and there's a DPP uh, change that will come through again. Possibly. We, we now know. 
And that's what safe going mids, isn't it, MJ? If you take a, an alpha okay. mid, they're an alpha you, mid. If they're if they've won 15, 120, you're close enough. It wouldn't shock forwards, me if we saw a Patrick Dangerfield or a Max Gorn be mid, you know, ruck forward, mid forward eligible mm. coming into round 12. Marcus Bontempelli was uber close in so many people's eyes to picking it up. And so I agree, I think. Um, and we've actually got some relatively good forward cows with security and still money to make. Cherry's there for a while. Martin's not dropping away. Rochelle, albeit a bit more hot and cold in his scoring, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and then, you know, there's a bunch of others that have rolled through to really consider with the premiums you've got. So these are all the factors you make. I know it feels like for some, maybe you're listening to it going, and these are a lot of disjointed little layers and thoughts the thing is they're all actually integrated well, we can't see together. their team can we mj that's the thing no, no. because if you've already got bruce and you've got him at r2 and you've got jack hayes at r3 well it's bloody easy to get sam hayes hayes, so hayes in a week but, or two yeah but if, but if you're the coach that's got grandy and gone wits and gone combinations like that and it's not english all Different of a sudden story. you have to think about this stuff and that's yeah. why it's you know we could always pull our team up and explain our own stuff but I don't know if that really helps the listeners. That's why we've always tried to keep it broad here and educate Correct. because you might think you've got, you know, to use a term, vanilla team. But you might have this one DVP that no one else has that lets you go, right. oh, I can actually swing him here That's and right. trade this. But, and then everyone else goes, well, I, I couldn't even do that. I didn't even think of it. That's but right. As I said, there's always little things in your team and how it's set up that allow for different strategies. But the one, the main takeaway from today is Think about Bruce and Hayes. Think about the cash gen. Yeah. Think about what you're giving up, what you're gaining by going them and not going them. How does it better your team? And what and what premiums do you want? It is that time of year where we start mapping out the ideal team we want. Yep. But we need cash to do it. So that's always that's always a wrestle. Roses might be fine. He might be great. He might kick five and score a hundred. Absolutely. And you miss that. But you got to make calls, don't you, MJ? You can't have well, everyone. You don't we learned that with trade. Nathan O'Driscoll last week for some yeah, coaches, didn't it? They, they, they missed him. They went, well, sub round one, junked it up in the in round two yep. in the last quarter, had, maybe had a unicorn mm. game against the Giants and then was questionable to be, even be right for this fourth game. And now all of a sudden, Crips owners that held him in Supercoach especially that oh, fielded an O'Driscoll brilliant. feel like they're Happy geniuses. Days. However, it was equally as likely that what we saw late in the game hurt and hit him. Like he was off the ground for a significant amount of time in that back half of the game with that really big hit he took. So these are the luck of the dice. Oh, sliding doors, MJ, isn't it? It's all the case. We talk about this all the time here at the coaches panel. As we say, you need skill to get into the conversation for rankings, but then you need some luck to fall your way. If someone said to me, round one, you know, a perfect example, round one, Josh Kelly or Andrew Brayshaw, who scores more by the, by the end of round five? Most people would go, oh, marginal difference, maybe five, 10 points per game, if that, marginal difference, mm. maybe 50 points either way. Not the hundreds of points either side of it. Mm. And it's these sliding door moments, like we said at the top of the episode, that have defined people's starts of their years so far of, I picked X premium over X premium. I started this cow on field over this cow. The good news is we've had a great start to the year or a little bit of a sluggish start. Um, you'll still have 
weeks of great trading now to help you through it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any questions? We've got a couple we, of we rapid fire questions because we do need to let you go. So we'll rapid fire our way through some of them. Ian wants to know, what's your lad's thoughts on Jack Sinclair and the possibility of him maintaining form given the likely return of players like Zach Jones in a week or two, or even to a lesser extent of Billings, albeit different position, but another outside type of player. What's your take on Sinclair is trading into him now? He's gone about 100 plus across the formats pretty safely. Is he enough of a top six to 10 defender in your eyes? Firstly, very impressed. Very good. Being brilliant. Backed up his runner-up in the best and fairest last year. But at the price, MJ, it, it's not for me. When I look at those other defenders, I think you can find some other guys that yeah. I just have a bit more faith Short in. in a week or two, Doherty in a week yeah, or two. Yeah, I think, I think as well, even guys, you know, you've got guys like Tom Stewart. You've got guys like Jake Lloyd. Uh, I also don't like the buy round. That's the thing. If people have got Hewitt, yeah. Doherty, Short, Ridley, Whitfield, like you can see how it's a pretty messy yeah. back line. Um, yeah. So for me, if he's he's at five fifty in Supercoach, what does he what does he cap at? Five seventy five, maybe. So for me, yeah, you're going to get that price post buy. If he, if you love him that much, wait till the buy. Wait till he's had his Absolutely. buy, and then and, jump and upgrade on. to him there because. Um, you know, first three weeks, he was a CBA guy. Last two weeks, yep. he's been a non-CBA guy. A bit, of, a bit of kickouts. Um, incredible to the Saints. They're four and one. So yeah, they've done so well. What, what happens, you know, if, if attrition does come and if they start losing some games? What does that do to let's, a let, let Let's see. So I think great start. 115 average is super coach is unbelievable. Low 100 yep. in the others is great. But find that next guy that's going to have his purple patch. Oh, I think it's a really good shout. Craig wants to know, he's got a question about Bailey Smith. I think we've already answered that for you, Craig. His next one is, with Aaron Hall out, does the bump come to a Luke McDonald, especially with him now being defender eligible for us? Very different role for Luke this year. Yeah. So for me, I would say no in the sense that I just want to see how it actually sets up. And also... You want to see it settle. It, yeah, because yeah, McDonald's been actually playing on people and coming off and intercepting and actually doing a really good job. The poor scores yeah. obviously against Brisbane. It was a bloodbath. He was matched it was up with Cameron at times. Um, but he didn't absorb the kickouts when Hall went off. That was a bit of a mixed bag. Guys no. like Perez and Young were getting some kick-ins. Scott got a bit, um, yeah. We know it was a weird game. You know, it was a, yes. of, it was a bloodbath, honestly. That too um, was, yeah. So for me, when it's only a two to four week injury, it's not like Hall's done for the year. Yeah. Um, I'd be letting that slide. And especially in the Supercoach, it's really hard when you're in a bottom team you know, to get constantly get rewarded. You've got to be, you know, probably have a monopoly on kick-ins and be that sort of guy that Hall was last year where everything gets funneled through him. Uh, so the price is great. And I think the scoring mm. has been good outside of that disaster up in Brisbane. Um, but again, I'd be, I'd be waiting for something else to happen with someone else. You know, we know injuries do come or concussion games that really bring those top guys down. Um, so I'd let McDonald slide. Yeah, I think that's a, a bit of a fair shout. A few questions about Proust and Grundy. I think we've answered some of those as we talked our way through. Stephen Summers has got an, just a few. Um, he's got an interesting question. AFL Fantasy. Is it too early to move off of a Jason Horn Francis to a premium? Or should he be looking at it addressing, for sake of a better phrase, a failed mid-pricer in Matt Crouch? Both options give him the premium he wants. 
Um, the second trade he's doing is Josh Ward down to a cow. Mm. Who would you be addressing the need of more? Horn Francis? And it costing a little bit more in cash or crouch, mm. given he can get whoever he wants regardless? Yeah, well, I think the thing is, obviously in the week, you would back crouch to outscore Horn Francis. Yes, I think that would obviously be in a short-term thing. But when you look at Horn Francis, MJ, like you look at his scores this year, like last week was a disaster. It was a 56. He gave away four frees. And, and some yeah. of those were the tackles, which yeah. that's a seven-point swing Correct. right there. So yeah. when I look at him and he's gone 61, 78, 67, 94, 56, like he's basically a 70 flat type of guy. Yeah. Um, and the he's way like Crouch Martin, is going, isn't it? Yeah, like he, he's going, you know, Crouch is obviously capable, but capable of tons, it's, it's, but he's closer to the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And, and the tackling has disappeared. Isn't so um, I'd pick Horn Francis I, 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 to keep. To keep. Yeah, me to too. Keep. That's where I'd go, just because I think he's got some more cash. He's got the yep. last buy. Like, yeah. Not, not that you're probably thinking you'll hold him that long. No. But it does just give you some flex. And I if think you if could you get him up to a 550, like, yeah, he's, well, he's got he's, about. He's, oh, yeah. he's, if you're patient with him, I reckon, I reckon he can get there. So, yeah, it's only um, 60K away in AF. Um, yeah, and all that, takes it's not that much, 20, is it? A 70 gets it up another 20, 25K. So, yeah. let alone so a 90. I'm, I'm in a similar okay. position myself trying to work that out. Yeah. But I know he said he could get any player he wants from either. But the yep. point is that cash is going to be there the next week if you do crouch. Correct. And maybe if Horn... So it's never quite as simple as, well, I'm just going to do the same thing anyway because it always comes into the next week, it limits you to do something else. So it's never just a, a one-week play in this game unless it's the last round. Like it always... No, right. you, you might... Again... There's no guarantee that if you move Crouch, you'll definitely move Horn Francis the next week or vice versa. There might be someone else that you go, well, and you know what? I've got to get rid of Jack Hayes. He's got dropped riders back in. I, I want to access Duncan's that. Duncan's now cash. Based, is bottom. So, Our, yeah, you've got to oh, always I be would three go, to four I would go ahead. Crouch, but I do I see that if Horn Francis drops a 50 and Crouch does a 110 that he can, how, how yeah. it hurts. Yep. But I think in this case, yeah, you're going for a little bit more cash gen and hoping that yeah. Horn Francis gives you a 70. Crouch is probably around... 90, 85, yep. 90. Uh, it's a small hit, but I think the cash is probably worth it. And maybe you've even got a chance to play a bit of a loophole there and, and have, a, have a look at Paul and Francis with someone else. Yep, fair enough too. Uh, two last quick questions before I know we've got to let you go. Mate, Ben wants to know, Raul in AFL Fantasy, trade or hold? He's probably a trade. And yeah, again, it probably depends where you're at. Now, there's always that case, isn't there, when a the player's had the asset on them all week <laughs> and there's articles that come out about, yep, he's very aware that he's not getting easy footy. Yep. Now we, we've, we've talked about this before, but game plan, have a look at some of the game plans. Yeah. Sons, the fantasy numbers have plummeted. The marks have plummeted. Yeah. No, there isn't much easy ball for anyone, MJ. Look at no. a Brandon Ellis. So I don't think it, it's just a row issue. I think no, it's, it's a team. It's, it's, it's a game style thing that they're playing. It's not as easy. Uh, I still think he actually has a decent week this week, but the break evens at a point, he, he's sort of stalled his cash gen that it would take a one ten to really to, to ignite it, and he's probably gone anyway. So um, he's probably an easy move for me. 
Yeah, I think that's a really fair shout. And then last one, I think a few people are, are pondering over this, what John's asked. It's for AFL Fantasy, but I think we could stretch it out. Is there a problem with bringing in Bailey Smith? The answer is no. But it joins in guys with Dunkley and English. He's uh, Dunkley and McRae. He's also an English owner. That's four dogs. I don't know if the four dogs is the concern, but potentially no, I'm not the, about that. the buys could be the Possibly. bigger concern. Possibly. There's there's a lot of flex though, MJ. That's the thing. So like when I look at the defenders, there's not many in that fire end that people have. So, you know, it's Dawson, it's Stewart, it's Lloyd. Uh, we know Heaney's a popular guy in the forward line. 13. We, know, yep. we know Duncan's now getting a bit of traction that he's had a few games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mill's obviously in the midfield. So your ruck line's probably pretty safe. You know, there's a lot of yep. Gorn Grundy, so, that, so they're yep. laughing. They've got, they're fine in that fire end. So just have a look at your team. Just have a look. I don't think you cross anything off because if you think he's as good as, you know, the reason you're picking him, you've got to go with him. If you go think he's it. that good value and you're going to make up those points, well, what's the worst case? You side, you're sideways a premium just to keep your numbers exactly. on the field and maybe you're, you're not an upgrade as, as, as advanced as everyone else. But I don't think you're, you're fully ruling it out. I think you've got to look at your side and, and yep. see what's what unique you to you. And, and, and look at your DPP. So you might have enough flexibility where you go, like for example, with Hewitt gaining mid, you know, I've got personally, I've got Whitfield and Hewitt in defense as around yeah. 12 premiums. And I've also got a guy like Jaden Short. But I look into my midfield, I don't have any round 12s. So all of a yeah. sudden, I don't consider Whitfield and Hewitt defenders that round. I consider them Mids. Uh, midfielders. And, and a Nick Dacos goes back. So, so yeah. have, actually have a look and map it out. What's all the position eligibilities and flexibilities you've got? Because especially in AF with utility, you can almost it's transport. Huge. They're so fluid between what position they are. You don't even really have to stress. So have a look, analyze your own team. If you think it's going to be a massive drama, don't go there. But I think if, sure. you, if you're going Smith, I don't think a buy round is going to put you off. That's, you know. It shouldn't be the long. reason. No, it shouldn't be the reason you do. Hey, mate, I know we've got to let you run. We appreciate your work. No worries, on this Thank you, man. Enjoyed it. Thank you. If you want to go and check out uh, any more of the other podcasts that we've done, it's available for you at, at, at Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. And, of course, there's articles always dropping for you at coachespanel.tv. And while you're there, if you've loved what you've got from us so far in 2022, we'd love for you to become a Patreon supporter for as little as just a couple of bucks a month. It helps us do what we do every single week here at the Coaches Panel. I hope round six goes your way. I hope you win every element of your leagues, rookie roulette, and your captain crush it but until next week we'll chat to you soon